Well, hello, my friends. Welcome to 15-Minute Free Thinking. The podcast, and in this case, the video as well. I upload my videos for my patrons to the Patreon page, and the audio is available for free to download or listen to at your leisure. So I appreciate my supporters. I appreciate all of you who have made this channel worthwhile. And I'd like to get into an issue of manhood and what it means to be a man. Now, this issue often arises, and I would like to first declare that this video is in no way intended to minimize what it means to be a woman, nor to prove that men have to be a certain way. This is really to open up a can of worms, so to speak, on what manhood really means. Now, I can only speak as a man. I can only come from my own perspective. I don't know what it's like to be a woman. So, that's what I'm going to stick to. And many of the ideas of what I think it is to be a man are going to be unique from others. But I think that we'll agree on at least some points, because it's hard not to. Now, I was raised in the same world as the rest of you, and told what was right and wrong. In fact, there are so many aspects to this. One thing I would like to mention is, along the lines of being a man, I was asked by one of my subscribers recently if I would be interested in doing a podcast with these couple of guys who have a podcast called 13 Questions. You can look it up. Number 13, one three questions. And uh, it's basically what it means to be a man in the modern world. And they ask men 13 questions, things like, what are your role models? What were embarrassing moments in life? Uh, you know, what does it mean to be a man, basically? And then they ask additional questions if there's time. Now, I've only listened to a few of these, but it's given me a little bit of a perspective on what other guys think. And it's a pretty good show. I enjoyed it. But I was asked to be on it, and I'll be on that show on January 13th. And I'm hoping it can not just be, because for a lot of people it's a matter of getting likes and getting exposure. This is the world we're living in now, this fake, you know, likes and thumbs up world that we're living in, where when you want to share real ideas, they don't gain a lot of traction. Unless people have extreme things to say, nobody really wants to hear it. But there are people who want to hear it. I'm one of those people who watches boring speeches by people who most folks ignore. Videos that have been up for years that have hardly any traction because it's not telling people what they want to hear in a consumer society in the year 2020. Now, what does it mean to be a man to me? And I'm going to go over some of these ideas uh, that I've come to the conclusion on because I've been asked several times. And I know that I have some viewers who are young men who are in their late teens to mid-twenties or beyond who have asked me, you know, how do I navigate this fucked up world we're living in where everything is just complete bullshit, everybody's lying to you, everybody's trying to sell you something. It's always a game for people. It's about getting a leg up on someone else or proving that you're right. And it's a very, it's a big letdown for people who decide to live as philosophers or live in a way where they want to analyze everything. The number one thing to being a man, in my opinion, is to stick to your principles no matter what. Now, this doesn't mean we don't change. 
because as we receive new information, we change. But I'll get to that part as well. Information is a crucial part of it, but sticking to your principles also means avoid dogma. For example, I have my views on politics. And as I heard someone say earlier, they said, I don't like to talk about politics. It never goes anywhere. However, during an election year, I feel like I'm obligated to speak my mind. I have to add my perspective because otherwise, you know, everyone else does and we need to balance it out with rational voices, if you consider yourself a rational voice. But not picking a side is one of the most difficult things to do. For example, if I said something bad about the president, Trump at the moment, uh, somebody would instantly imagine that I'm a Biden supporter. If I said something bad about Biden, honestly, people will always think somebody is a Trump supporter. None of that matters. If you think that either side cares about you, that's, I think, one of the biggest misconceptions we have. And where I'm going with this is that being a man is defending your family. Often defending your family means defending your county, your city, your state, which also means, unfortunately, you have to defend the country and those around you who are not only less fortunate, but maybe not as aware, but you have to also be able to discuss these things with your fellow man and your fellow woman. Picking a side means that you have dogmatism. It's just like taking a religion. Once you have a certain belief system, it's hard to shake that and it's hard to accept others' beliefs if under the guise of your own beliefs you say, I accept all, however I think that the other half of the country is completely full of shit. This goes for both liberals and conservatives in the current atmosphere. Assuming that if a person has views one way, they must be a certain way on every aspect. Being a man is picking that apart, not standing up for a whole group that you don't understand each person's intentions, but standing up uh, for your own, your own self and your own viewpoints. You need to commit to people if you want to be a man in today's world. Now, let me back up. When I say today's world, because this I heard this exact question proposed to someone. They said, what does it mean to be a man in today's world? And the guy kind of laughed and said, well, do you mean, what does it mean to be a man in today's world? Or what should it mean to be a man in today's world? And that is a distinction that we really have to make here. What it really seems to mean is, you know, are you a tough guy? Hey, do you watch UFC? Are you a sports guy? Do you watch football every day? This is no knock on sports in general. But, you know, oh, do you have a do you have an awesome knife that you can look at and and share with other people or guns that you can go shooting in the woods and assault rifles and camo and things that you can wear around on the streets? What what does it mean to be a man? to you as an individual. And you do have to commit to people that you love, your family, your friends, but you also have to commit to your community. And if you disagree with people, that's fine. But trying to use force or intimidation in order to prove your point is a failure. It's not man. It's not being a man. Being tough is only necessary as a last resort. If you look at all animals in all kingdoms, they mind their own business until they have no choice. You don't see animals going out looking for trouble. They're either looking for food or they're defending their territory. But it's not about going out and seeking a fight and seeking to cause trouble. But humans have found a way to do that. 
And a lot of people think that that's a way of protecting the rights or the freedoms or protecting their country. And I'm talking about Antifa or the Proud Boys, for example. Both of those groups are preposterous. They don't hold any real relevance in my life. I don't think that they represent 99.9% .9 of the people out there. But the intentions are what's important, and I have to cover this. I didn't want to get into the political, but that's a perfect example of what's going on right now. Being a man doesn't mean you defend either side. It means that you realize both sides are full of shit. It's finding a common ground in the middle. You need to commit to the people that you love and respect, but also to your own community. Now, when you move away from the political aspects, you move into what it means to be a man as far as education. You don't have to be a mathematician. You don't have to be a science genius. You don't have to be a world expert on geology or geography. But what you do have to be is a wordsmith. And I don't like to put that out there because a lot of men are not wordsmiths. And by that I mean people who understand language, who study and research uh, the meanings of words, the history behind everything, basically. Educating yourself on everything. Becoming a J-O-A-T or a joke, a jack-of-all-trades. It's more of a renaissance man is a better term for it. It means that you never step away from an education on something just because you're scared of it. If dogma holds you back from reading a different biblical text or a different religion, that's a problem. If your hatred of science forces you to dismiss all science articles, that can be a problem as well. The more information you have, it's to your own benefit. Hiding from information only makes you ignorant on certain subjects, which makes it very difficult to talk with people. But being a wordsmith, you know, it's, it's, it's understanding language. It's basically casting spells. If you are aware that the word spelling, just like you're spelling a word, it's spell, just like casting a spell. That's the etymology of the word and where it comes from. The root is that words have power. Now, a real man knows not to abuse that power. And this is the most crucial thing that I can say here. A real man doesn't go out and try to take advantage of other people. Because it would be easy for a person, even just as myself, to go out and say, hey, I'm selling you the best herbs on the market, and this thing will cure cancer, and it'll fix all your problems. You just go out and look at people and say, what is their problem? What, what do they need? And then tell them you have a cure for it. Snake oil has been selling from the beginning of time as soon as Og had the first rock that he could sell you uh, that fell apart when you tried to use it as a hammer, right? People who sell things to you or give things to you as a trade or, or convince you of even ideas with words make promises that they know are not true. Those are people who have gone against basically what I consider to be the, one of the most fundamental crucial aspects of being a man is to not lie to always be honest in your dealings always without exception i considered myself prided on the fact that i never cheated a game i would lose my ass before i would cheat to make money or to win something and i understand a lot of people need it for clout but um on the spiritual side of things to move on here that's very subjective uh, what that means. I think a lot of folks are afraid to express their own religious or spiritual views for uh, fear of ridicule, but 
uh, for example, I heard someone earlier talking about how they uh, they look for patterns and synchronicities, which a lot of synchronicities equal a message that the universe is trying to give you. And that believing in God isn't something you should fear, but it's not something you should try to define either. You just listen to the messages that are given to you in different ways. But he was talking about how these cycles repeat and you find these patterns where you think, I have it all figured out now. I can share this with the world. And you come out and you just want to tell everybody about this new discovery you've made about life, about anything. And then a year later, you realize maybe you were overzealous in what you thought was true. Maybe it wasn't 100% true. Now, if you based your whole life around this idea, you kind of have to fool yourself into it. But what I'm saying here is that planting a seed is the most crucial thing we can do. You plant a seed and you see if it grows. If the land is fertile, in your mind or others, it will grow and you'll have time to process these things. Take your time. Um, it gets into even a controversy about using substances. People want to say drugs are going to help you reach enlightenment. Others that say no drugs will take you away from enlightenment. And really in the middle is just kind of this facepalm of, come on people. Enlightenment is not a state you reach. You know, what exactly are you seeking? What are you looking for? But I get it because I've been there. I understand the desire to find some deep truth. But that deep truth is subjective and it comes from each individual. You're not going to discover something somebody else found, nor by the same methods, though there are tools that can help. So um, there is an aspect that comes around, which is the savior syndrome. You see this a lot on YouTube and elsewhere with what you would call uh, truth warriors or truthers. The people who come out and their intention is they really want to educate people on the fact the Illuminati is going to attack them next week or something. It goes on and on down the rabbit hole, but really you find that the rabbit hole is empty. You come out on the other side and there was never a rabbit in there. I'm not saying there aren't conspiracies, aren't global control or World Bank or all these other problems, but the idea that these groups are so secretive and widespread that everybody's out to get you is uh, paranoia in a way, but then again, paranoia just means you see patterns, not necessarily that you're wrong about those patterns. But anyhow, savior syndrome is the idea that people want to save each other from whatever it might be. Now, if people want to say, save others from being fools and being sheep, I had one of my subscribers the other day, he got all angry because we had a discussion and he said, I'll unsubscribe. And, you know, he says, uh, I'm not basically in a nutshell, I'm not going to be a sheep. I'm studying the wolf and the dragon. Uh, to be a wolf and a dragon. And my response was, why don't you be a shepherd? I have an entire diagram that I drew out years ago where I, I drew the fence, the pen, the barn, the shepherd, uh, the farmer, the, the, the forest, all the places where the wolf is, where uh, I wanted to understand where I really stood. And I said, I want to be a shepherd. I don't want to be a wolf. The wolves are the dogs. They're the ones who are taking over and dominating and CEOs, and these metaphors run deep, I know, but it's important not to have a messiah complex or the savior syndrome, to think that you can save other people from some truth, especially not when it's hellfire, which I didn't even bring up, but it's probably about 80% of the savior syndrome are people who want to save you from burning in hell. You can ignore those people. I would. That's my advice personally. It's to just walk away from people who talk about burning in hell or Satan. 
you can make your point heard and say it's just a fairy tale but the people who believe it believe it strongly and that's their reality and you have to realize you do manifest your own reality in a way at least to the point where trying to convince somebody that they're wrong is often pointless it's all it all comes down to intentions as i said and you have to be very careful about the david koresh's or the jim joneses of the world watch out for controlling people as a man you have to watch out for people who want to tell you what to do they can be other men they can be women they could be your own kids your own parents everybody has somebody who in their life is at one point tries to tell them hey you should live this way and you should do this instead and it's important that you know yourself well enough to walk away from that bullshit and to say no i know who i am being stubborn is a virtue it means that you know your shit well enough to not let other people tell you what to do. I've struggled with this all my life. I'm not a very cooperative person unless I agree with what's going on. I don't just follow suit. Uh, yeah, I would be a... Uh, it's hard to compromise with people who don't know what they're talking about. And I'm more than willing to call out bullshit when I see it. That puts me on kind of my own in my own situation in a group of people where two both people take one side or the other and you stand in the middle it's like you're putting out your hands trying to you know create a little bit of peace between these groups whether it's literal or metaphor you know like between the cops and the protesters or the left and the right or you know the fact that the politicians in this country are like a cult of their own that they don't even represent the people anymore and part of being a man also means you don't stand up for one politician on one side. You say, fuck these guys. They're all part of a corrupt system. But at the same time, <laughs> it means that being a man also says you have to understand that the system is in place for a reason and you have to work through it. You can't just fight your way out of everything. You can't destroy things. You can't just join the military to go out and shoot people and expect to live a happy life. So... You also have to know the Dunning-Kruger effect. If you're not aware of what that is already, I'm not going to explain it to you uh, any more than saying it's a curve. The less you actually know, the more you think you know about a subject. And the more you get educated on something, you realize how little you really know. And when we're young, we think we know best. Until you're past your 20s and you start to go, oh, shit, I might have to rethink this. You know, I'm going to be this way all my life, and I'm going to be this way all my life, and I'm going to stand up for this forever. And then you lose steam and think, why did I ever care about that? Why didn't I care about this instead? And why wasn't I aware of this instead? Being a man is fucking hard. Being a human is hard. But as I said, I'm just talking about being a man here. That's my perspective. So, not only to not fall for controlling people, the cult leaders or politicians, but also to not become one yourself. Just as crucial. Do not force your ideas on other people. There is nothing more, I guess, tasteless and, and tactless than when people tell you what they believe and you say, okay, and you respectfully disagree, and then they tell you you're an idiot or you're burning in hell, whatever it might be. It's probably one of the most cringeworthy responses. If you respectfully disagree with somebody and then they try to tear you down because you're not agreeing with them, those are people to avoid. You're not going to change any minds there. So be a shepherd, not a wolf. It's not worth it. 
not only to be careful with the ideas that we share with others and to make sure that we've thought about these things for a while, as I said, it's like fermentation. Let these things ferment before we think something's important. But also, energy is very limited for every human on a day-to-day basis. We have a certain amount of willpower, a certain amount of energy. And if we waste it on vampires, we always lose. So you have to keep that fire about you, but it doesn't mean you have to waste your energy fighting idiots on the internet. And today has really made that even more difficult because of how many idiots there are that are able to express themselves without ever really having any knowledge of anything whatsoever. So be it. It's not worth arguing with a lot of those folks. Um, But if you do want to share information with people, let's say like I do on the internet, for example, you have to make it simple. You have to make it relatable. I could sit here and read you all this complex occult shit out of these books that I used to read, and I think, what's the point? Nobody's interested in that. Very few people. Life is too complicated to worry about, you know, flying carpets in the ancient times, or, uh, I don't know. It's, it's... <laughs> a lot of things are just a waste of time. I had somebody earlier who was saying, oh, if you only understood 369 and went on and on about these... Just these ideas that I've heard a million times from Tesla, which is a comment Tesla said, if you only knew 369, you would understand the key to the universe, which everybody I've talked to, nobody understands what it is, but they all make these claims that they understand. These are the truthers, as I was saying earlier, that really don't spit any truth. They're looking to sell you ads, ad revenue. This is the world that we live in. Most of what's posing as truth is bullshit. And that makes it hard for a man to figure and navigate his way in this world. And so making ideas simple for other people is okay. Not to overcomplicate and make cumbersome language that the average person doesn't get. That's not helpful, in my opinion, unless you're a scientist in some science group. But um, another one of the biggest keys is knowing things does not always help us. In fact... Knowing certain things can hinder us at times. And I'll just leave that for you to figure out on your own because I'm sure a lot of you know what I'm talking about. Another point before I go, share ideas that bring joy. Please. Try not to share ideas that bring negative bullshit or disinformation about, you know, this group or that group. Really, it's okay to speak out about the neg- the problems in the world. If there's a solution presented, or if you're exposing something you think is wrong that you need to express. But if you spend your whole life exposing bullshit, you're missing the joy and the greatness. It's easy to look and find bad news. The media does it all the time. If we want things to change, we really have to start thinking about the small stories, people helping each other, people stopping to assist an old man with a flat tire, the things that seem to be fading by the wayside. That being a man is really helping other people and caring about other people and taking care of your own family, especially. No, you don't have to bring home all the bacon, make all the money. A lot of men think that, well, I don't earn enough cash and my wife makes more than I do, which has always been my case. Really, if you're working like a team and you consider it a real relationship, all that kind of falls by the wayside. You're working together. But you also want to put your best foot forward always and you will know inside what makes life work for you so 
conserve your energy and remember the self comes first and that's not selfish it's the good kind of selfish but when you take care of yourself care for others comes naturally and don't be a bully one of the most important things I think I could say about living in this world is not to be a bully do not pick up on other don't don't pick on other people you know there's nothing that angers me more than when I see somebody abusing others and I'll say you do have the right to step in if you see somebody abusing their even their own children uh, in a way that you feel is wrong if you see someone abusing their own wife or husband if you see somebody harming another person physically or mentally out in public and you can see what's going on and a lot of people would say mind your own business but I'm saying as a society it is your business just like politics are your business and you have the right to talk about who you think is the right leader or um, for your schools the right administrators because if you're paying taxes and you're partaking in a society and you want to consider yourself a real patriot that's part of what it is it's taking action but being educated on that action that you're taking right taking action without being educated goes nowhere and that's where we're at right now a lack of knowledge on what's really going on and a lot of people just kind of oh my god just cringing right now because there are people fighting in the streets over principles they don't even get or understand when they more or less agree uh, this two-party system has destroyed a lot of politics in this country of anything worthy and um, also the battles of religions and the wars fought overseas and all these things break us all down being a man isn't fighting in a war being a man isn't shooting a gun it's not how tough you are whether or not you can beat down somebody who wrongs you or invades your space being a man is being stoic, standing up in the face of adversity and saying, fuck you, I'm better than that. I'm going to be the best person I can and still be an individual, not put up with bullshit. I'd be glad to hear your opinion on being a man as well. Um, so go ahead and leave a comment. Thank you. And for my uh, patrons, since this will go on my Patreon account as well, um, I would like to say that I really appreciate all of you and all the efforts that I've made in the past over the last 10 years I'm hoping will come to fruition here and when this podcast is uploaded which will probably be sometime here in December I just wanted to say thank you to my patrons who take the time to help me out um, and there will be video extras often on Patreon. I don't know if I'll have one to this in particular, but uh, thank you, really. I know that the smallest gestures mean a lot in this world, and that I, I feel no different about that than anyone else. When, when somebody even sends me a, an email or a letter, I've kept those things and think, man, that's really awesome that people care. And I know that people have said the same thing about things I've sent them or shared with them, and I think it's the little things that really matter, and we're so wrapped up in bullshit and commercialism. Even being a man, you know, wanting to bring home all the good toys for your kids for Christmas. What do we do? We try our best. We do what we can. Anyway, 
I would read off my uh, list of patrons. I'll just go through a few. Zelda Zonk, Tim Smith, River Milliken, Adam Manzinson, Matt Hemingway. Thank you. M.D. Pritchett, Sean Fitzpatrick, and the other 30 folks who have taken the time to care. Um, and I'd also like to say thank you to my family and friends and uh, my, my adversaries as well, people who have made life interesting and kept me, kept me working towards my own goals and given me faith that I can do better. Anyway, peace and love to all of you, and I'll be talking to you soon. Thanks for joining the podcast, and feel free to check out some of the other episodes. Peace out.